Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast here with Benji as always. Uh, we're just doing an impromptu episode in relation to Egan Bernal's, uh, the accident he had yesterday training in Colombia. We've been waiting to comment on this until Ineos put out a, a proper update, which they have about an hour ago. And I think that's the last news we'll hear for a while. So, you know, in case people aren't living on Twitter or, or whatever, I just... People have asked us to comment on it and we'll we'll run through what's happened and maybe say where this leaves Ineos as well. But, yeah, yesterday, Benji, I can't remember what time it is. Ineos, they're sort of having a training camp at the moment in Colombia with Freyla, Rivera, Carapaz and Bernal. Is that your understanding of what's been going on? And they they usually have a follow moto at least, I think, with the group. Yeah, they said they were having a team camp in Colombia and we noticed that a lot of riders uh, are there at the moment and Bernal is one of those riders. It looked like Bernal was training uh, ITT, so time trial at that moment, looking at the bike he was having with him and the uh, utensils, for example, the help in the helmet and so forth. But uh, yeah, I think it was around 6 to 7 we heard uh, some local sources say that Bernal had a crash and obviously at the start you're you're hoping that it's nothing nothing bad and initially the reports were actually that it was a serious accident but that the consequences were apparently not serious but unfortunately that has uh become quite severe since then so uh that's a, a very bad part about it and it started dripping in the news really because when something happens in an area like Colombia, you hear initial local sources and to be honest i i don't trust the person that takes a picture at the side of the road so I'm not going to start speculating on what one person says at the side of the road, what the consequences are going to be. And then around half an hour later, another source came out and so forth, saying it's a bit worse and a bit worse and a bit worse. And eventually, I think Ineos was uh, one of the first to also bring out a report themselves where they initially said, okay, he's had an accident on the training camp and we'll let you know if we know any updates on that. So that's the initial news that Ineos came out with. And they said that he was hospitalized after the crash. So that's what we knew at that very moment. But pretty soon after that, local sources started talking about worse uh, injuries, right? Yeah. So if you look at the image, what appears, you know, he's on. he was on a TT bike, it looked like. Not everyone in the group was on a TT bike. And there was a big dent. It appeared to have collided with the back of a bus, we didn't know if the bus was moving, bus was parked. Eventually, local authorities sort of came out and some of, uh, there's not been a full investigation yet, but they sort of said the bus was parking or parked and Bernal's hit the back of it. And it was a big dent. So the initial report, which we were hoping was true, that he wasn't seriously injured, um, seemed almost unlikely with the size of that dent. But yeah, Ineos released a statement saying they confirmed he's been taken to hospital following a training accident in Colombia yesterday morning. And he was conscious on arrival, stable, and undergoing further assessment. Uh, so that's all that all that we knew at that stage. And then he went into surgery. What was weird was that the the hospital itself was releasing reports, and I don't know. It's the later one said it was with permission of I don't know who, but I, I was odd that the hospital was like doing updates and press conferences, like before, after triage, and during surgery. It was very very odd. Um, but anyway, Bernal. Had surgery, and I'll read out the full Ineos statement for you, and it'll be on the screen on YouTube. 
Update on Egan Bernal. Following yesterday's training accident, Egan remains in a stable condition in intensive care after two successful surgeries. Egan suffered a fractured vertebra in his back, a fractured right femur, that's in his leg, a fractured right patella, that's his knee, chest trauma, a punctured lung, and several fractured ribs in the crash. Doctors were able to medically pin his right leg and stabilize the vertebrae fracture in two separate surgeries last night. He is now in an intensive care unit where other potential secondary injuries are being managed as well as his body's response to the trauma because he's obviously, you know, even though he's broken all that stuff, when you hit something that hard, you hurt all of your body, obviously. The team would like to thank the medical staff at Clinica Universidad de la Sabana and everyone who has sent messages of support to Egan. All of our focus is on ensuring Egan is given the best possible care as he starts on his road to recovery. So I guess the good news is, Benji, that he's had what has been described as two successful surgeries by Ineos and he's in a stable condition. That's, I guess, the one silver cloud in this um, sort of dark story. Yeah, quite certainly. Uh, I don't think we need to speculate on when a recovery is going to happen. We're not doctors, so we won't be doing that. I think there's quite a few questions that do come up when this happens. First of all, the most important message is that I hope he finds, uh, well, a good and full recovery as soon as possible. This is a quite a severe injury from what I can tell. I don't know most of the words that came out initially, so I won't pretend to be a doctor, but it certainly uh, looks like a severe injury. It kind of reminds me of the Froom stuff we had back in the day personally, but is it slightly worse, the initial news, or is that just me? I don't. I can't remember exactly what happened to Froom, but yeah, it's very, very serious to fracture your right leg like that and unfortunately i have first-hand experience of what uh having a stabilized vertebrae fracture entails because i fractured my t12 and that's in i got screws from t11 to c12 now it says stabilized i don't know whether he's had um had rods put in there like i had to do but yeah the his it's a very serious injury so he will be recovering for quite a while and uh, first of all yeah best wishes from us to bernal one of our my personal favorite writers and seems like just a, a lovely guy and first of all hope that he's able to get back to be pain free as soon as possible and then whatever comes uh after that but yeah very just just shocking news for the cycling world benji that is an unfortunate unfortunately happens a lot in cycling and doesn't you don't hear about this as often in like football or cricket that you're covering that the, the top superstars, Bernal and, and Froome. Amy Peters last uh, exactly. last month, unfortunately, as well. So, yeah, it's like we, we spotted this with quite a few times now the last month where we were looking at Ineos on social and so forth. And every time when people are training in public roads, it's obvious that we need to do that for a sport like cycling. But there's dangers that come with that. And, yeah, that's an aspect to the training here that you don't have in other sports. I think that's one of the influences there. Obviously, it sucks that it happens, but I'm not sure if it's if there's a way where you could tone it down or prevent this stuff, you know? I know, and whether this particular incident, whoever was in the right or wrong, it was just a freak accident, we don't know yet. Um, the initial reports do from the authorities, whatever, did seem to say the bus driver wasn't at fault that being said will Ineos be like you know we've seen on social media benji articles were written recently about this very training group having a 
semi-close call with a car overtaking in their lane. It was put on social media by their follow motorbike driver. And I don't know how Ineos will react to this. I commend Ineos generally for having the training kit that's bright orange and some teams yeah. don't have a fluoro kit in the aggregate. That probably does make it safer for their riders in the thousands and thousands of Ks they do throughout the year. But, yeah, I don't know. Is this just with the nature of the sport with public roads? What could change? Like my wife was saying the same thing, Benji. She was like, well, like how, can a sa- how could a safety regulator if the UCI – what rules could make cycling training safer? And it's like I don't know. It's more of – transport issue i agree but i do think there are schemes that could make steps to make it more safer but one question that unfortunately comes out of this and yeah we have to talk about it as well as what happens to winios after something like this well, yeah because this was going to be the big showdown of the tour de france with bernal against pagacha and roglic with all three you know, hopefully in full force and with some high altitude stages and uh, it's looking unlikely now, obviously, with, with Bernal. So I don't know. Obviously, Carapaz is their next best GC rider overall, but he was scheduled to go to the Giro. He was already ripped out of the Giro 2020 preparation to go to the Tour yeah. when Thomas wasn't in good condition. He's in the last year of his contract. Does the Tour even suit him? Does Are they even more likely to win the Tour if they send him there and then they're less likely to win the Giro? I, I'm thinking about it, Benji. I don't really have a clear answer. Um, I would be inclined to leave Carapaz to try and win the Giro. He'll be the favourite. Go to the Tour and just try his best with Thomas going for GC. I think the main aspect that we look at there is that I think for a sponsor like any other Tour de France is by far the most important race. And I think that's the only reason that you could use to pull Carapaz out of the Giro and go to the Tour. But on the other hand, I agree. Is he more likely to win the Tour de France? No. Like, I don't see him winning the Tour de France Carapaz against the Pogacar and the Roglic if they stay on their bike. Even a Vingegaard would sometimes rate above him when it comes to at least the Tour de France performance of 2021. So... I I severely doubt it in that aspect. And therefore, it's difficult to make that decision. At some point, like, with Carapaz being all-out favorite, let's be honest about it, at the Giro, they've got a bigger chance of winning that. But how valuable is that for the sponsors? And I think that's what defines that personally. And I was thinking perhaps Anatomy 8 could replace a Carapaz at the Giro while Carapaz goes to the Tour and so forth. But you're playing around so much at that point. I'm not sure if that's going to be a better solution, for example. I even went as extreme to thinking about what if they pull Hater out of the Giro and send them to the Tour and go for the green jersey with him. But nah, that's not going to happen. And it's way too early to do that in your first Grand Tour. And I was like, I was I think thinking very far at that point. Really? I, I think there's something in that. In Do you just completely flip the script now and say, we're not going to win the Tour without Egan? And... Mm-hmm send Carapaz to the Giro with a, with a full GC support squad, mm-hmm. which we were kind of critical of who they were planning on sending with him in our Indios preview, which you mean people might want to check out. Send Pidcock, send Hayter, send Thomas, just go the full young British brigade to the tour with the big marketing benefits of that. Yeah, Rodriguez, sure. And he can do Vuelta. <laughs> he's he's yeah. not at uni anymore. He can do two in a row. Um <laughs> 
I think that would also work. Just have be like, we're going to try and win that cobbled stage five with Tom Pitcock and or with Thomas as well and go for that. I think there's something in that, Benji. Yeah, I think there's possibilities going for stage and so forth. I don't think they will podium the Tour de France with the team that they currently have on the table personally, but they're welcome to surprise me. And um, yeah, there, there's so much questions right now in the coming weeks. We'll, we'll know more about what their plans personally are, and I think that's uh, roughly where we should leave it. So the most important message is that we hope that Bernal uh, pulls through in a proper way and that we can uh, at some point see him back in the future. Yeah, I agree with that, Benji, and uh, we'll leave it there. We'll be back next week or later this week, rather, with a Women's World Tour wrap-up podcast before getting into the last few previews of Yumbo, Education First, Bahrain, and Bora. But until then, ciao.